Ran to a tight window, couldn't get it to Metcalf, though. Changes direction, sends it to the near side, and Christian McCaffrey, steady hands to get it. Season-high 41 points and a season-high 505 yards. So they'll settle in like the rest of us and see who's coming out here to Santa Clara next weekend. You want Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. Right there, Tyreek Hill in the slot. Rushing for Thompson. Has to run away from the pressure. Throws. Incomplete! Broken up by Elam. They were trying to get it to the tight end, Gasicki. And Buffalo takes over on downs. Fourth and eight. Game on the line. Cousins. Hawkinson. He Buccaneers will turn it over on downs. He was outstanding as we watched Tom Brady come out to shake hands and find Dak Prescott. If in fact this is it for Tom Brady, all I can say on behalf of all football fans is thank you and appreciate the memories. What a career. Indeed, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, they lose to the Cowboys 31-14. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood with you here until 10 o'clock. Then Mike Greenberg takes over from 10 to noon right here on ESPN 1000. And don't forget Kevin Warren, the new president of the Bears, is going to be on with Carmen and Yurko sometime between 12 and 2. So make sure you hear the president uh, right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. looking forward to that. I'll be in the car going to Valpo today. And I want to listen to that. The Buccaneers losing to the Cowboys. We're going to get into the Bears in just a moment. The Bears angle from the playoffs in just a moment. But uh, thank you very much, Brady. And thank you very much, Cowboys kicker, for uh, not getting me the over yesterday. Thank you very much. What was the total in the game? It is 45 and a half, I believe. Oh. Thanks so much. One of Thanks. five. From right, right, Shay. Did you feel PAT. that pain too? Yeah, did you have that pain too? Because I didn't have the pain, but I saw uh, Darren Ravel made a tweet right at the end about how Joe Buck should just come out and say the only people left watching this game are holding forty-five and a half. Look to your left. That's this guy. Wow. Thanks a lot. You ruined a combo platter of college basketball, NBA, and that game yesterday. You ruined a parlay. Now listen, I don't talk about my bets very often. Today? I'm sorry? Does he get cut today? No, I think they'll give him another chance. I mean, I think that uh, ideally you'd want the, uh, uh, another kicker to kind of push him, to come in the camp to push him. They'll say, hey, we're not tolerating this. You can't miss that many extra, po- extra points. One Four? of five. One of five. Four. Yeah. But Four in a row. Actually, five in a row dating back to the previous game. Yeah. Just give me a couple of those kicks and maybe, br- maybe hey, Evans, why don't you catch that pass down the sideline? With Brady late in the game in the fourth quarter. It would have gave me the over. It would have made the game a little bit more interesting, too. 
did not happen. Neither one happened. I didn't get my extra kicks. I did not get the nice catch for Evans down the right sideline. So Thanks the a lot. first two that he missed, he pushed right. Yes. So he switched to the other hash and missed it horribly left. Yes. Like, wait a minute. What is going on here? Just when you think the Cowboys are not going to be clutch, the only Cowboy that wasn't clutch is that stupid kicker. Thanks a lot. I'm wondering, like, we're talking about very small margins now here. If you win this game this week, you're going to the NFC title game. Yep. Do you trust? Oh, boy. Here we go. Three seconds left. 48 yards to go to the NFC title game. Brett Maher. Are you you doing that? Yeah, I think that they're going to bring somebody in to push them. You're not switching kickers midstream in the playoffs. At least I don't think so. Why? I I don't think that they will. Uh, Give me the other example of that happening. Go ahead. Give me a couple minutes on that. I'd have to look. There is no looking. But I don't think there's been a guy in the playoffs go one of five from extra points. Shay, you're the owner of the team. You switching kickers if there's one out there? I mean, is there one out there? Well, there's always there's some out there. We got Robbie Gold off a construction site. He's one of the greatest ever. Yeah, but the problem, there's so many bad kickers. Like, they're all bad. This year especially. Have you seen as many missed kicks as this season? No, it's just extra extra points. Even Justin Tucker's out there missing kicks, man. It's weird. I don't it's know why that, that is. not that easy, apparently, but, oh, boy. One of five, and I drive it down. And I'm Dak Prescott, and I'm thinking, all right, just pick up five yards here. We're 48 yards. We're good. I don't know about this now. I better try and fit it in that window. Picked off. Dak, what are you doing? Well, I didn't trust that kicker. (laughs) Right. right. Well, as Dak said, hey, go go for effing two, right? Let's go for effing two. He said on the sidelines. Right. See that? Thanks so much for not getting the hook, by the way. Thanks, Cap. Thanks so much. All I need is a, just, a, just a couple extra points, maybe you a touchdown. A straight play and a parlay. Wow. Anyway, so enough about me. Let's talk about me and, and the Giants and the Jaguars, right? You and I had a fun time watching uh, football. Hey, Shay was mentioning on Friday, say, hey, you know, this might be some bad football we're going to see. You know what, Shay, what we saw? We saw every game had an intriguing storyline. That's what, that's what keeps me interested. Every game had a storyline. Did we think that Miami could beat Buffalo? No, but I didn't think that Buffalo uh, would win the game just by three. Also, I did not know that Josh Allen would be would cough up the ball so often. Now, thank goodness that they have good enough team to overcome that, but that was also a little bit too close for comfort, that game. Yes, way too close. You know what's interesting, though, about that game? And I know it was close, and I know everybody feels down about the Bills. If you go look at the numbers, the Bills dominated that game, outgained Miami by... 200 yards, allowed three yards per play. Like, the defense was elite. Okay, but let's just say this then. it then. gets close, right, because Allen turns the ball over so much. Okay, let's just say this then. And, and I can roll with you what you guys are telling me before the show. I'll roll with it. If that's the worst that they play, then they could chuck it up and say, boy, we learned a lot from that game. But if it's something, if the following game that they're going to play, the next game that they play is going to look like Josh Allen turning the ball over three times and taking seven uh, sacks... Uh, Allen's 10 combined sacks and turnovers were tied for the most in a playoff win since 1970. I mean, I mean, if you're going to play like that, then you won't have sustained success in the playoffs. I'll just say the Dolphins came to play defensively to get after Josh Allen. All right, fine. But if he's going to continue to play like this, there won't be any Super Bowl for the Bills. 
then we can just burn that ticket. Correct. Fair or no? Fair. Fair. But I still think you have to find a way through a tough game at some point if you're going to win. We see that in the NCAA tournament. We Like NBA, it's a playoff series. But you see teams in the end say, oh, boy, they almost lost in the second round. Yeah. And then they get their legs under them. Okay. I mean, with all you're at home, the DeMar Hamblin factor, all of this, and you, and you turn the ball over three times, the offensive line did not come to play for the Bills, seven sacks. All of this just reminds me of, boy, I can't wait for the Bears to be in this situation, to be in the postseason. All of everything that we saw was like, boy, could you imagine Justin Fields in this scenario? Not regular season, but in the playoffs where everything's on the line. You either win or you're out. Boy, when's that going to happen? Man. I'd love to see it. I don't know when we'll see it, but I can't wait to see it. Because, and when I see it, if you fall short, I want to see it the next year and the next year where you're climbing towards something, trying to climb toward that Lombardi trophy. That's what I want to see. So we have... A long way to go here. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. I know people think, and I know Shay does, why can't you turn it around and build something with sustained success? I just don't believe you go from where they were, 3-14, and 14, getting rid of almost all of the good players on your roster, and all of a sudden, in one offseason, you rebuild it into a playoff team and you move on from there. I just, I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I want them to win. I'm just trying to be realistic. They're that far away. The key for me as a fan is, man, I'm happy for your success, but show me again. I'm always like that. And show me again could be the Jaguars more so than the Giants, and here's why. This is the first time we've seen Daniel Jones really be able to come into his own. Remember the storyline coming in with Daniel Jones uh, and and, uh, Gettleman saying, oh, we got him because he reminds me of Eli Manning. Uh, I, I want Peyton Manning. Correct. <laughs> like, like you, yeah, like I All right, nothing against Eli, but I mean, strong running game and strong defense got Eli to the Super Bowl. Let's just be, let's just be honest, okay? But when you say I want someone that's that is um, similar to Eli Manning, it's like, okay, that's not bad, but I want, I want really, really elite. Can Daniel Jones show me again in these playoffs and next year? Well, Justin Fields, I think once he gets hot, I think that the arrow continues to point up for him. I don't think he levels off, Cap, because we haven't seen the best of him just as of yet either. No, you just you have to surround him with a bunch of talent. You've got to have a deep, talented roster. Look at the teams that are left and compare them to the Bears. It's not even comparable. Correct. Don't Correct. tell me. And I know somebody tweeted at me, will we beat San Francisco? That was in a monsoon. It was in week one. Against the backup for San Francisco now. It was Trey Lance, yeah. Correct. Of course it's not comparable right now, but can't the argument be made that by next season it could be? You no. have to remember, the Jags overturned half of their roster from a year ago. Mm-hmm. They only retained 52% of their players. They only have four guys on this team who started 10-plus games last year. It's not the same team. Yeah, I don't see how you can look at the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia well, Eagles. The, the elite of the elite, I've said, you're not getting there next season. You're not going to be the 13-4 and th- four Eagles or whatever they were. You, could you be the 9-8 and eight Eagles from a year ago? Why not? I... I just personally could you be the nine and eight Jags from this year who overturned half their roster because the quarterback got better and you made some good hires. You know what? Ask us in May. 
No, I'm just I'm serious. That's fair. I, I show, so, let's take a look at what they do in free agency in the draft. Right. Not well, every draft pick's going to work out. Right. That's just a fact. Not every signing is going to work out, and you're not going to get every free agent you want. Yeah, and, and just when I say that, Shay, when I say, t- let me ask me in May, what I mean is let's take a look at how they plug the holes and what kind of quality do you have on the depth chart because it's not all going to be rookies. There's going to be a number of veterans that you're going to plug in there. That will tell a great story of three wins, seven wins. I mean, what are you willing to wins? give up if Mike Evans hits the street, if they are willing to trade him? If they say Tom's moving on, retirement or another team, we're going to blow this up and start over. I don't want him. You don't want Mike Evans? Nope. Okay, how about Chris Godwin? That's probably better, but I don't want Mike Evans. He blew, he blew the opportunity for me to keep my parlay. Wow. <laughs> I'm sore about it. As Breaking you guys, news, Bears get Mike Evans. I don't want it. I don't want him. He blew my parlay, and I'm sore about it, like you guys used to say back in the 60s. By the hook. Yeah, I'm sore about it. That's what we used to say. <laughs> I'm sore. I'm sorry. And I'm mad about it, Cap. Cap! So, okay, so what if they said to you, we want your second-round pick for Mike Evans? You doing that? I'm sore about it. Okay. Second-round pick? Get out of here. Third-round pick? What do you, what do I you give up? I'd maybe give up like a fifth. got to take on the money, plus he was horrible this year. What about Chris Godwin? What are you giving up for him? A little more interested. Maybe a third. Can't do it. Get out of here, Singletary. Nobody asked you. That's a guy they franchise tagged, didn't they, Till they got a deal done with him? Mike Singletary? Chris Godwin. Oh. <laughs> I heard Mike. I didn't know. Uh, can't do it. Are oh. you resi- Field Yates says this morning on ESPN, the Bears will not, in his opinion, this is not breaking news, Daniel Greenberg, don't put out that I said this. <laughs> this is Field Yates in one of the columns says he does not believe the Bears will re-sign David Montgomery. David Kaplan from ESPN 1000 says the Bears will not resign David I Montgomery. I did not say that. Daniel Greenberg put that out there. No shot, Daniel Greenberg, because I didn't say it. David Field, Kaplan said it. Field Yates says it in his column. So if he's gone, let's assume he's right. Who's running the football for you? Please don't tell me Khalil Herbert's in every down back because he's not. Oh, that running the football thing's overrated. Who cares? You're better. Than it that. does matter. Yes. I want him back for a it nice. Does, but you can do it with replacement guys. Teams do it every year. I li- I love David Montgomery. Remember when Le'Veon Bell went down and the Steelers just put anybody in there? James Conner. No problem. What was the best game that you saw on Saturday, Sunday, or last night? The best game you saw in the playoffs? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. And based on what you saw over the weekend... How close are the Bears to being one of those teams? Let's get your thoughts on the NFL playoffs on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and J Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. It's the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app in which you can find White Sox Weekly with Connor McKnight. If you're a Sox fan want to keep up the latest on baseball and the White Sox, check out Connor McKnight on the White Sox Weekly on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. We're talking to you about the NFL playoffs and the Bears. Can't help but to think about the Bears when you're watching the playoffs. You're watching the best of the best in the postseason. And we're wondering from you, are the Giants and Jaguars in particular proving us wrong about the Bears' future? We're talking about that. And also the best team that you saw 
on Wild Card Weekend. I mentioned San Francisco, and, and you say whom? The best team that you saw over the weekend. Wow. San Francisco was really, really good. Is Brock? I keep telling my brother this because he loves Brock Purdy. He loves San Francisco. Is it sustainable? So before I can give anoint them the best team I saw, I would have to probably tell you the best team that I saw was the Dallas Cowboys. They were awesome last night. That's fair, too. We can't get caught up in the, the nonsense over our shoulders here because I know... Should I, I don't know. Should I say this out loud? I probably should, right? Say it. Share with the class. For the five years, five and a half years, I was doing national radio along with uh, working with the late Jeff Dickerson and we were doing our show. The producers would always say, I don't care if it's the middle of the summer, we'll bring on Todd Archer, the NFL Nation reporter for the Dallas Cowboys. You'd say, pal, it's June. Like, yep, but there's something going on. This The company, ESPN, loves to talk about the Cowboys because people have either an, a, a great feeling about the Cowboys or a negative feeling about the Cowboys. That's why you see it so often on these TV shows, Correct. right? Because the, the, the country split. They move the needle. And I get it. I totally understand it. But I just think it's funny that when we used to talk about it, it's like, wow, are we talking about the Cowboys? Why are we talking about the... Because everyone wants has an opinion one way or the other. Either they're America's team or they're not. And I'm just never going to be part of the okie doke that says, oh, because Stephen A. or this reporter or this analyst says the Cowboys, I'm never, I'm never going to be that. Either I look at the team and say they're going to be good or they're going to be bad. But it's, it's, it becomes irrational at some point, does it not? It, it does. Over the top. It does. But that's the culture we live in. Yeah. If the Bears are bad next year, there are going to be pay people, Shane Orling, that will be script. All right, get enough. Get these guys out of here. That's the way it is today. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it. If I owned a team, I would hope I would never be that reactionary. Yes. Because I think if you have some stability as your only chance to build a consistent winner. But today's world, man, you struggle after two bad seasons. All right, change coaches. Can I just offer an explanation? And I would never want these guys fired after two seasons. That's, I, I've said the seat gets a little warm, but I'm not calling for your head after two years if things don't get right. My point that I've always made is when you go around this league, you see teams that get the pick right and the hire right. Jacksonville, whether it's sustained or not, got the pick right and they got the hire right. Trayvon Walker worked. Doug Peterson worked. Yeah. They're in the divisional round of the playoffs. The Giants, whether you think they got all their picks right, got the higher right. And Brian Dable, now they're in the divisional round of the playoffs. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Another example is the Bengals. They got the pick right with Burrow. They got the pick right with Chase. They got the higher right with Zach Taylor. They have a sustained model of success. I think it's fair to say that with the quarterback that they have. So the point that I always make is if you don't turn it around quickly, like all of those teams did, Maybe you didn't get the hire right. Maybe not. That's it. I think that the, what they would do, Cap, sometimes they would insist on talking about the Cowboys because they're polarizing. I guess that's the point. Okay, but my question back to Shea would be, okay, what if the Giants are bad next year and they don't make the playoffs? Did he get dumber as a coach? No. no. Something happened. Could be an injury. Or maybe the roster just isn't as good. Or it just 
for whatever reason, didn't work out. And immediately people be like, well, the bloom's off the rose with Brian Dable. Because at the end of 18, there were a lot of people wanting to throw bouquets at Matt Nagy. Didn't right, work out. Isn't it fair to say, like, the Giants' win total this year was 7.5, and, and it was a roster that people thought was really not good, but they got a good coach and maybe they could unlock the quarterback. That kind of happened, and now they're in the divisional round. Matt Nagy was brought into a win-now roster. No, they he was traded, not. They were they traded for Mac. They had they tra- but they traded for Mac. They had pieces on the defense. They went and made a move that said, "We think we have the higher right. We're going to add this piece in Khalil Mack. We think we have the defense." And it worked. They were not in a win now mode. Absolutely not. Then why did they trade for Mac? Because he was That's like, a win now move. Because he was like 28 years old and they thought generational talent can make our defense even better. Right, and what happened? They went from worst play, worst last place to first place. And not sustainable. And went right back down in a crapper. Because the hire was wrong. So, okay, here you go. If the Giants are bad next year, then I'll tell you they got the hire wrong. I don't see that happening because Dable's pretty proven in this league. He unlocked Josh Allen. He's now unlocked Daniel Jones. I just feel like he's a guy. Doug but, Peterson, we know, is proven. But the NFC East is a, a pressure cooker, and I just know that the Eagles and Cowboys, I expect them to be in the playoffs, and the Giants could be right back there again, too. Even in a very tough NFC East, I don't expect them to go backwards as a franchise. Washington... Right. Will stay the same or worse. The I other believe. point with the Bears, they got the pick wrong. Mitch just wasn't the guy. Agreed. And what does this all stem to? This whole conversation stems on what? The, getting the quarterback right. All of it's about the quarterback. And we're talking about Daniel Jones. We're talking about Dak Prescott. We're talking about Jalen Hurts in the NFC East. Zach Taylor's and first. That's, that's something that Washington does not have yet. Correct. Zach Taylor's first year, 2-14. and 14. Then they picked Joe Burrow. Yep. And the next year, they went 4-11-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Broken. You're, you're, he got hurt. Yeah. You're telling me that the natives were already wrestling, I don't know about this coach. I don't know about this whole thing. Then they went 10-7 and seven and got to the Super Bowl. 10-7. Mm-hmm. and seven. What if they get knocked out by Tennessee? What are people saying then? Because they should have lost that game. Mm-hmm. They found a way to win it. Yep. So, we'll see. I think he shaves right. Mixon, Chase, Higgins, Boyd. They made upgrades on their offensive line in the last, you know, 10 games. That offensive line was a hell of a lot better than it was the first five. And Sam Hubbard, who's still running. Still running. Still running for that touchdown. How did they not call a penalty, by the way, on the illegal block in the back right at the end of the run? Oh, has a lot of calls like that over this past weekend. You see, they knocked the guy right in the back. I'm like, whoa. And by the way, Tyler Hundley, I know Walter Payton. You're no Walter Payton. Correct. If you're going to do that, do, don't have that play at the three. <laughs> See John Harbaugh throw him right under the bus in the postgame press conference, too. John Harbaugh says a lot of weird things. Think about that last penalty. Well, I didn't like the last penalty. And so what will you tell your guys defensively? Uh, we'll be fine. Our guys will be fine. It's going to be a hard-fought game out here. We're, we're going to play a good game. And Tyler Huntley, with that interception, you said we might see Anthony Brown. What will that take? We'll just see how the game goes, okay? Thanks. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> it's pretty tight. It's tense. Well, first of all, let me just say, as someone who's had to do those in-game interviews, yeah. they are the stupidest interviews I've ever been a part of. They're awful. He's in the middle of a heated playoff game trying to win. What do you want him to say? Yeah, this idiot throws another interception. I'm getting him out of here. 
She's not going to answer that. And I thought her questions, I was always taught, what, why, how? What do you need to see from Tyler Huntley, coach? Mm-hmm. Why did this happen? How do you fix it? They have to give you an answer. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with I, them. I, cannot I, coach with them. Get out of here. Can't do it. Mike, all right, that's enough. I like, You're not getting a job. I like her, I think she's Melissa Stark, right? Yeah, yes. I like her. I thought she did a lousy job on her interview there. A. B. Can we get rid of the in-game interviews? He's not going to tell you anything. Let him coach his football team. Stupid. Is it a sponsored element? I, think it I might don't be. think so. If it's not, then you shouldn't have it. They didn't say let's go to Melissa Stark brought to you by Hoodie's Pizza. I don't think so. Yeah. It should be because otherwise why do it? Right. Now, you may get a spot somewhere in the game for it, mm-hmm. but, but I, I don't just, think it's billboarded. Catch him on the way to the half to the tunnel at halftime. What that to me is okay. You catch him on the way to the tunnel in the in between quarters, like when they're actually trying to do work. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't get anything from him other than him being kind of a jag because he doesn't want to be there. He's trying to coach a football team, and I just. I just think it's pointless. Like, it's, it doesn't do anything for I'm me as a you. viewer. It doesn't do anything. It's not fair, really, to put the uh, reporter in that position. I, I just think the whole thing is pointless. I love it. I personally love it. Do you remember when Bonnie Bernstein, I think it was Bonnie Bernstein, Danny will remember this. Danny texted me. Bonnie Bernstein, I think, had to ask Roy Williams after he just lost the national title game, I think, to Syracuse. Uh, are you taking the North Carolina job? And then she pressed him, and he said, I don't give a, and he swore, mm-hmm. I don't give a S what you have been told to ask or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was Bonnie Bernstein. Look, she was doing her job. I get it. The follow-up was probably a little much. He just lost the national title game. But some of these interviews, man, they're just, there's no purpose to them. I love them. Do you know why I love them? Why? Because we can replay them on the show. That's it. <laughs> Like, did you think, play, can you play him again? Do you sure. think he was a jag? Think about that last penalty. Well, I didn't like the last penalty. And so what will you tell your guys defensively? Uh, we'll be fine. Our guys will be fine. It's going to be a hard-fought game out here. We're, we're going to play a good game. And Tyler Huntley, with that interception, you said we might see Anthony Brown. What will that take? We'll just see how the game goes, okay? Thanks. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. And then it. he gave her a look back as the camera cut back, like, Really? Well, that's that's her job to ask the questions, the penetrating questions of a John Harbaugh. I would prefer if she had Excuse asked me? something. Pardon me about coach. Would you would please evaluate the play of Tyler Huntley so far for us? Coming up, we've got worst weekends, and if you're on hold, you will be on the air. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. What was the best team that you saw? For this wild card weekend, we're taking your phone calls on that next on Cap and J Hood. Just in time for the NFL playoffs and college basketball. Hawthorne Racecourse has opened another points bet sports book for fans who want to watch and wager experience like none other. The club Hawthorne Betting Bar in Villa Park. I was there Friday night on behalf of points bet. I hung out with my guys Tommy and Bob. And it features over 160 TVs, including eight 13 foot wide HD displays, over 50 beers, 150 whiskeys. Carm would love it. Plus, fresh made burgers, pizzas, beef rolls, cash betting on self serve kiosks, with in person betting concierges, plus private rooms for group parties. It's the spot to go to. Want to bet Illinois college teams? Points bet and club. Hawthorne have you covered. 
And of course, there's daily horse racing from all around the world, including Kentucky Derby prep races every Saturday. Only Club Hawthorne has it all with betting bars across Chicagoland and with points bet sportsbooks in Crestwood Prospect Heights, Cicero, and now Villa Park. Learn more at HawthorneBettingBars.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Swept by the Pirates. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. Falling in an outhouse? Or maybe a dose of instant karma. The evidence would lead me to believe that he did not break the plane before getting rid of the ball. And who knows what's going on inside that helmet. It's time to find out who had the worst weekend on Cap'n Jay Hood. The Vikings lost to the Giants. Also, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night 31-14. The Texans completed the interview process with Sean Payton. And Tom Brady says the future will be one day at a time. As we talk to you here on Cap'n Jay Hood, time for Worst Weekends. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Yeah, I want to get started with somebody I usually don't put in Worst Weekends because he's become a bit of a loser. But uh, Kanye West belongs here this week because... Well, his lawyers can't get in touch with him. He apparently deactivated his phone that the lawyers had the number to so that they couldn't reach him and then was off doing this weird marriage thing all weekend. But because his legal team couldn't contact him, they're now looking at uh, getting full-page ads in two L.A. newspapers to tell him that they are no longer representing him. I I love the idea. (laughs) That's such a cap thing to do, too. I'm going to put it on the broadsheet. Big newspaper, like you think Kanye's gonna read that? He's gonna, you think he's gonna be there, you know, like some breakfast nook? Like, I wonder what's in the paper today. Yeet, what's in the paper today? My lawyers left me. You think he's got the broadsheet like the Tribune? Oh, they probably have to do, like, give him notice that they are <laughs> leaving him as their his counsel. Yeah, and so if they can't get him on the phone hmm. and they don't know where he is to have a certified letter delivered they'll take a public ad out we took a public ad out we're gone that's exactly right this and publishing Mm. the order from the judge allows them to withdraw from representing kanye right you can't just withdraw and go i'm done did you see the obituaries today eat and then all of a sudden he looks at his my lawyer they've withdrawn (laughs) hey man they can't be doing that and they'll be calling kanye a loser Johnny the B-Man knows him well. He's got his number. Just be careful. Yeah, that number doesn't work anymore. Jo- Johnny has his number. He's got his. Uh, he's got the ghost number, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I just talked to him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, just, so just be careful. Listen, man, I just, I, I just wish it was 2004 again. And I didn't know all oh. that I know about Kanye now. Boy, that's, right all, that. that's what I wish. Brother, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The old Kanye, college dropout. Oh, I mean, I wish. I wish, right? My nephew went to see him in concert, brother, and said one of the great things he ever did. Loved it, just genius, genius as far as the way, what he does with words, but just the rest of it, man, just a mess. Once again, it just shows you dealing with the Kardashians. This is what happens. You so, lose your mind. So my brother Bruce, who you know, yep, had a chance to go see Frank Sinatra. Yeah, and he's like, I got a test tomorrow. And he didn't go. Still.
still regrets it to this day. That's crazy. And so his son, my nephew, Tyler, had an exam in med school. Mm-hmm. And Tyler was a great student. He says to my dad, or my brother, uh, yeah, I got a, tickets to go see Kanye, but I'm giving them to a friend because I've got to study. I got this test. And my brother said, Take it from someone who regrets it to this day. You're already prepared for that test. Go to the concert. Absolutely. And he did. Absolutely. Yes. Because you don't know what tomorrow brings. So if you can go, go. He said, if that's on your bucket list, don't miss the opportunity. Whatever the thing is, you'll, you'll figure it out. I love the idea that it's in the newspaper. I love that. All right, what's next? All right, so the city of Boston uh, over the weekend debuted a statue uh, dedicated to Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King called The Embrace. It recreates a famous photo of the two of them hugging, but it removes their body. So it's just their arms and hands, and it's drawn some criticism because if you look at it from virtually any angle, it kind of resembles a penis. It's not good. That's how you, that's how you honor Dr. King there, Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Sully and Johnny? Is that not, how you do it? It's not good. Holy cow. Have you seen this thing, Cap? I did. Not good. I mean, you just can't just find, just like everything else you see in a lot of different cities in this country, just like a, a picture of Dr. King, use that as a, put that as a statue. Right. Can't do that. Like, they put his famous quote, free at last, free at last. They yeah. had that lit up here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's really cool. And then I saw this speech, I mean, this uh, statue, and I'm like, really? That you actually looked at the renderings before you start putting it together and go, that's awesome. I don't blame the city of Boston or the state of Massachusetts, but um, I just think that that's really unfortunate, especially in that city, for that that to happen. Just do it right. Don't don't half-ass it. Do it the right way. It's Dr. King, for God's sakes. Agreed. Shay. All right, so I have to bring up Brett Maher, who last night, the kicker for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas uh, scored 31 points. Dak Prescott had five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, 31 points doesn't quite add up. It does when you miss four straight extra points. I think the total was 45 and a half. Shay. But he's still a little hurt about that one. No, he's sore. He's sore about it. <laughs> it just, it's just, no, I would not replace him, but definitely I'd make, him, make it very uh, difficult on him if I'm the coaching staff. Bring someone in. All I know is that the leader of the team, Dak Prescott, who do use it to say anything, he was demonstrative on the sidelines. Like, let's just go for effing two. <laughs> if he can't make these extra points. So the Dallas, Dallas Morning News reached out to Jerry. The G, he's the GM. Yes. And he said, Brett Maher will be our kicker on Sunday. Well, I get it. I get it. But, I mean, that's, I mean, thank goodness that Dallas had everything going offensively that you didn't need those kicks at the end. Could you imagine that guy oh, with the game on the line? Oh, boy. No. By the way, is it fair? Am I wrong? San Francisco's got two extra days to heal up. Sure. This is the playoffs, man. This is not like... You play on Thanksgiving, and then you had you played the Sunday before that. This is the playoffs. Playoffs? This is why people look at San Francisco and says, you know what? They may have a leg up on a lot of teams. Just personnel-wise, third quarterback, Purdy is in there like he looks like a five- or ten-year veteran. It's interesting. It's a great story. Great story. Giants, okay. Next one. 
All right, the final worst weekend candidate, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. Al Michaels had to respond to the New York Post's Andrew Martian via text because uh, people on the Internet were criticizing the energy level during their broadcast of Chargers and Jags. Uh, Michaels called the Internet criticism, quote, Internet compost. But, Hoodie, I don't know, if you watched the game... Al and Tony sounded like they were in a medically induced coma during one of the biggest comebacks in NFL history. I think we just have um, announcers a little bit more energized, like a Kevin Burkhardt or uh, a Mike Tirico. Al's been doing it for a long time, and yes, he should be jacked up for the game. I'm watching that game in a hotel room in Murray, Kentucky over the weekend. I was First of all, I was surprised to see Dungy pop up there, but that's a booth they put together. Al is a classic announcer. He doesn't have to be too high or too low. My issue is not that game as much as it is his performance on Amazon. You cannot complain about the game that you're calling. Sorry, it's Amazon. You're going to get the worst games. You just you just are. Yep. You're you're a newt. ESPN had to go through it. You know, NBC's had to go through it. You have the worst games. You can't bitch about it. You're getting paid handsomely, handsomely to be fifteen million the, a year. The show up there every Thursday. Call what you got to call, but bitching about it, saying I feel like I'm on the fourth or fifth crew with Fox, like whatever. That's that commentary is nonsense. Let me say that on the UIC broadcast. Out, out, done. But you say that correct. Let you sit there today and be like, you know, Andy, this game's lousy, lousy game. I can't believe we didn't get the Bradley Illinois State. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Right. So just man, it's it's a blessing to be in one of these booths. It's a blessing to do it. We're literally going to get off doing our morning show, get in the car, drive to Valpo, and call a basketball game. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yes, add them to Worst Weekends, absolutely. So, we want you to vote at ESPN1000 on Twitter, and then you choose which one had the worst weekend. Good to see Dungy there. It's like a studio guy in, in the booth. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, he was. I thought he brought Al down. Tony's great in the studio, great on a, like a Waddle and Sylvie interview. He's got great insight as an analyst in the booth. No. Now, I, Shay and I have a complete disagreement. I'm a huge Romo guy. I love Romo. Shay does not. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, whole thing with Tony Romo. Um, not as dynamic as when he first got into the booth, and we'll probably explain that coming up along with the Cap and Jay Hood cut of the day on Chicago's Home for Sports. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget Kevin Warren, the president of the Bears, will be on with Carmen Yurko sometime between 12 and 2 this afternoon right here on ESPN1000. So, Shay, before we get to the Cap'n Jay Hood of the Day, what is your beef? What's your beef? Uh, Well, quickly, I just want to say the the Chargers have fired Joe Lombardi. That's the breaking news this morning. Offensive coordinator. Wow. Damn. Vince's grandson, right? That's right. Yeah. And Mike's nephew? Maybe it's his nephew. (laughs) Wow. So that, that means Staley's staying. Maybe. Who knows? It's odd that I thought Lombardi was the only good part of that coaching staff. So, whatever. Yeah, they're gonna someone's gonna pick up a good offensive coordinator, I think. So that's interesting. What, what was the other thing? You have a you have an issue. I can't stand Tony Romo. That's- Enough. Enough. 
Get him off that broadcast. Enough. You know what my problem is, too? Is there's so many guys, like Greg Olson's been marinating in the, in the B broadcast for years. And he's learned skills. And he's been brought up. Yes. And he's developed talent. And now he's earned his way. Tony Romo got plucked right out of the league and dropped in with Jim Nance. Didn't know what the hell he was doing. And there was a bit of magic in the first year when he's predicting the plays mm-hmm. and doing all this wizard stuff. That was fun. But now, ooh, ooh, Jim. Dude, are you taking a dump or are you calling a game? Enough. Wow. It's so tired and it's exhausting to listen to. He offers nothing. It's like they're challenging whether or not a catch was a catch. Ooh, Jim, I don't know. That's awfully close. That one could go either way. What does that do for me? Here we go, Jim. Jim, Jim. And then he's calling Josh Allen Michael Jordan. Like, what the hell is going on? I missed it when he was able to. He was able to predict what was going to happen at the quarterback spot. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I completely disagree because I want to be entertained, and I am entertained by Tony Romo. That's I, the problem. He doesn't entertain me. He just annoys. He's like he's like the drunk guy at the Super Bowl party who just won't stop being obnoxious, and like everybody just wants to watch the game. But then here's Tony in the back. Ooh, man, was that a catch? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know if that was a catch. Actually, look at the replay, bro. Like, just be quiet. We all want to just chill and watch yes. the game. Here we go, Jim. That's why they got different flavors. He doesn't like them. I do. Yeah, I just I like to learn the game. And I actually learned from Greg Olson. I'm actually proud that a bear is in the lead chair. He's very good. A bear. He's very good. Because I know that spot usually goes to a bunch of cowboys. My God. And now he's going to get, if Brady retires and takes that Fox gig that he signed for, Greg Olson goes to booth number two, right? Yeah. Which is not smart. Actually, Olson and Brady should work together. Correct. That way you ease Brady in. Correct. I don't even know if Brady's going to be good. I actually don't. I don't know that. Is he willing to be critical? Now on that radio show, he's not. Uh, Elgin, here's... Oh, that radio. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's not go. Elgin and Andrew's on ESPN 1000. Hey, Drew. Hey, guys. I'm really enjoying the show. You guys are really killing it today, man. I'm really proud of you guys. Appreciate you. We're having fun. Yeah. David Kaplan rules. Hey there, Cookie. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. The, the greatest game, I think, all weekend was the Bengals and the Ravens because that, that play at the end, that was incredible. The Ravens really fought hard to be in that game then it's kind of sad that that happened because like they had them on the edge and i thought you know the Bengals are going to be a powerhouse but i'm taking the chiefs all the way i think the 49ers are playing awesome you're right about the cowboys brock purdy fucking Dak prescott excuse my language um yeah i'm really excited for the whoa, whoa you're whoa, out see whoa, you later whoa. thanks whoa we're not at the bar yeah we're not i know we, we might feel like that but you can't say that on the air no you could say only F- I could last. Week. You could say effing Dak Prescott, but you can't use the whole word, right? I mean, come on now. What are you going to throw your headphones next? And now time like for the, I did. the Cap and J Hood cut of the day, brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Yo, yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh, whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut. So if you like to fly in, I'll direct you to where that is. And by the way, I know that you love this too. Nothing like the local commercials in these small towns. Oh my God! You turn oh. the TV on these small commercials. Yes, I've been here been on, for the grace of God, been fifty years selling rugs to you. Hi, everybody! Just like what the? Where am I? Oh yeah, you're in <laughs> small town America, there, man. <laughs> it's like by the grace of God, I've been selling rugs here for fifty years. Hi, everybody! 
Yeah. Murray, Kentucky. Murray, Kentucky, which, by the way, one of our fine tweeters, Nicholas Bergenzer, says, tell Hoodie, it's a dry county. Yeah. He does business there. Not where I was. We thank you for listening and being part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks for twitching. Thank you, Shay, Johnny. Thank you, Charlie. How about you and I do this tomorrow at 7? I will be here ready to go, and I'll see you in Valparaiso, Indiana. Greeny and then Carmen Yurko with Kevin Warren, the president of the Bears, right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. So long, everybody.